A reminder to our insurance brokers that this episode is eligible for half a CPD point from NEBA. Stay tuned until the end of the episode for details on where you can go to generate your CPD certificate. I'm Kelly McLucky from NTI here uh, featuring today on NTI Spotlight and we're talking about time management uh, a topic that's absolutely critical in the transport and logistics sector and um, today we've got a special guest with us Rhiannon from Dickinson Transport and she's going to give us some of her tips and share some experience in her role as a leader in transport. Um, so I currently work for Daryl Dickinson Transport. It's a family-owned business um, by my parents Tracy and Daryl. They started it as owner operators and um, we're actually celebrating our 20th, years, uh, 20th year anniversary as the company. Um, so I started uh, next year's my 10th year working here. Um, I started in a um, admin position just doing general admin position uh, duties and then then I progressed to more of the account side of things um, and looking after payroll and a bit of HR as well. Okay, so in today's podcast, I thought we could talk a little bit around uh, time management. And um, I have to say, I don't profess to be an absolute guru in, in the topic myself. I think um, it would be great for us to talk about what it is that we've learned, you know, what, what tips and tricks that we have and maybe some lessons that we've learned along the way. I think time management is, is really important for our listeners because it, it can be so hard in transport and logistics because we're always reacting. I mean, is that how you find it too? Yeah, so I would definitely also like to start out to say that I am no master of time management um, and it's definitely a skill that I'm still working on and it progresses as you progress. Um, but it is really important in the transport industry. Um, I think a lot of us are working under time crunches and it's learning to prioritise um, your different tasks and roles, um, but also being able to pivot if something else comes up and how you manage that. So um, there's definitely times at times you feel like you're management of time is really good and then other times you feel like oh it's something you could improve but that I think comes with everything that you just um, grow with it and you've got to put different skills in place to be able to manage it. Mm, and I think in, in transport often there are a lot of factors outside your control that take up your time you know yeah. the operations tend to take priority you know there's this critical safety considerations um, there's always customers and the you know movement of goods um, is as you said time sensitive and so a lot of those things aren't something you can necessarily plan for right yeah so you can have a perfectly planned day of how you're going to do what tasks you're going to achieve and all this sort of stuff and then you turn up to work and there's something that's urgent that takes priority over that or you're halfway through something and someone needs help and there you like your team's under um, a time crunch and you've got to jump in to assist them so um, definitely being able to diversify um, i try and have sort of a semi-structured plan for each day of what i'd like to achieve but also knowing not to over um, try and put too much in your plate so that and you do have that room um, to move with that, um, what's coming in on that day-to-day -day contact. So what do you think good time management is? You know, what does it look like and how, when you, when you do have a day and you think, yep, I really nailed it, what, what's the benefit that that brings? Um, I feel like sometimes it's 
being mindful with your time. I think that's, and mindfulness is a big thing that everyone talks about and throws around, um, but really being um, directive with your time. So I like to, for myself, I like to write a list, um, like a to-do list, and sometimes that's really good and sometimes there's downsides to that. If you put too many tasks on there, it can be overwhelming. I try and keep it to four to five tasks that's realistic that I might be able to achieve today and then prioritise it from what's the most urgent and critical um, to be done and then slowly work my way down. Um, also, I try and do have something each day that I can start and finish within the day because then you feel like you've achieved something as well. I know um, sometimes in transport, our stuff um, carries over into days, weeks, months. And so having those smaller tasks that you can um, have those small wins to or quick wins that you've completed a task makes you feel accomplished as well. Mm, it's great feeling when you get to the end of that end of the day and you can rip that to-do list up and say, yeah, yeah, you know, at least I've got that one thing ticked off. Um, yes, yeah. In terms of the benefits, I mean that that does give you a sense of achievement, but I find it also um, it, it makes me more effective in my job when I can actually prioritise those important tasks and the urgent tasks and be able to get those ones ticked off because often there's people, other people relying on you and you know, you're in a chain um, and other people need information to get on with their job or, or whatnot. Um, you know, when you have those days and you are really productive and you feel like you've effectively used your time, you know, what, what might be some of the other benefits? I think you, um, the next day you come in and you're ready to try and achieve a similar sort of um, sense of accomplishment. Um, and like you said, then other people are able to continue with their work because... Um, transport we're a very collaborative industry so uh, like you said a lot of people are um, waiting on you to finish a certain task before they complete their task um, so knowing that you've assisted them um, with their task is so that they can keep going is also important and not holding them up being mindful of other people's time I think is really important as well um, but there's also that balancing act that everyone's everything is really urgent so prioritizing where you're going to spend your time and who gets that sort of top of the list sort of attributes yeah we've always all come across those people who chicken little the sky is always falling ah, i need to get this done need to get this done but being able to understand that difference between urgent and important is how do you differentiate between urgent what's urgent and what's important um i think you're really right that you've got certain people that are like the boy that cried wolf um that everything's urgent and everything's got to come now um so it's really looking at all your tasks as a whole um sometimes it's prioritizing the smaller tasks that you can get done quickly that you're going to be able to move them off so then you can have that time to spend on those larger tasks um, so then you can be focused and uh, your full attention to that task instead of someone in the background sort of hassling you for a smaller task that can get done quicker um, and also how that falls into my job role as well um, sometimes it's you can get really caught up in that um, operational space and jumping in and helping people but I've also got to prioritize that I'm accountable for my role and making sure that I'm meeting my commitments as well so that I'm not falling behind my work by um, putting other people's needs ahead of yourself as well. Coming back to that, that boy that cried wolf and the people that, you know, who maybe we've observed in our life and maybe has been us at times, uh, who don't, don't have good time management. I mean, what, is, what does bad look like? If good is productive and feeling like you've had a sense of achievement and, you know, making progress, then what is bad time management to you? Um, bad time management is not actually completing tasks sometimes, and sometimes that's beyond your control, but... Um, 
sometimes bad time management for me is when I'm multitasking and I'm touching lots of different things but not actually completing or finishing stuff. So then my full attention and my best work isn't happening and um, then the quality of work that I'm outputting is poorer, slower, um, and then you're getting people, that, like you said, that are getting put behind because you're not meeting your time management um, stuff. Um, and sometimes it's that prioritisation trick where you've not necessarily prioritised the wrong thing, but um, could have probably used your time more effectively in a different area. Um, and yet that when you're not achieving or not achieving what you set out to do, what your intention is for the day. Um, that's what sort of bad time management to me looks like. And you're a bit, a bit of a scatterbrain I turn into. I get really overwhelmed um, and just not very productive. And it's at those times that you just gotta take five I like to clean my space, so I've got a clean working space because sometimes you just get all this paper for a paperless um, society. There's still a lot of paper. Um, clean your desk and then get those to-do lists so then you can pr know what you've got to do um, and start prioritising it to get that sort of, um, sort of correct that action of inefficiencies. Yeah, uh, that, I hear you and I absolutely feel the same when I've just got too much coming at me. I, I can feel that same sense of overwhelmed um my technique is post-it notes so i you know i liked i like the physical act of writing it down right these are my three things tick off and then screw the post-it note up once it's done and i feel like yeah yeah that's my kind of i guess physical way of getting it getting it done love that tip about clean your workplace you know um cluttered desk cluttered mind clean desk clean mind you know that's that's a really cool tip yeah and it's the same with your emails as well like everyone's getting so many emails these days and I used to be guilty of actioning every email as I received it and that was really inefficient time management so now I will go through and allocate a certain amount of time that I'll really prioritize um, my emails and clean that email box out file deal with what I've got to do on a day-to-day -day basis I'm still monitoring it and if there's anything urgent that comes in I can stop what I'm doing to do it but I was finding that by stopping each time an email came in that was really inefficient um, use of my time where I can have those block periods and I think to get a lot more um, done with it as well. Yeah interesting you say about um, time wasters because one of the other things in transport is often because we have to be available to people the doors are always open and there's lots of people dropping in or phone calls and things like that do you do you find that in your role as well yeah sometimes you can it's those um, sort of unexpected sometimes drop-ins um, and they can sort of eat into that time that you'd allocated like you had set in your mind that you were going to work on this and then you've got someone to come in and of course you don't want to be rude um, but you've also got a job to do so um, trying to make sure that it um, I'm very mindful in scheduling meetings. Um, I'm not just scheduling where previously, if someone asked to come meet me to present something to me, I'd be like, yeah, no worries, I'll hear you out. Now I'm like, no, send me some information on the product first before I um, organize our time. Our time's our most valuable asset, I think. Um, but yeah, managing those drop-ins and the phone calls, it's good, it's part of our job. Um, it's how a lot of us um, connect and network. Um, and it's sometimes where you get those small nuggets of wisdom and little things um, by these things. So I think they're still valuable, but making sure that you're not letting them drag on too long. And once it starts to become more of a social chat that you try and politely wind it up to get back into the routine. Yeah, yeah, it is a de very delicate balance, isn't it? Do you f um, are you kind of conscious or mindful of the times of the day that you're at your best? Like, I, I'm a morning person 
absolutely like that is my most efficient and my most focused time of the day and then I get into the afternoon and I know I'm better to do tasks or you know that's where I should have meetings and be chatting to people rather than focused kind of energy do you have the same same thing? yeah definitely yeah so when I come in of a morning I'd like to go through my emails that have come in overnight or in the afternoon make sure there's nothing urgent that I need to attend to um, check in with everyone and see how they're going and then that's where I start to plan my tasks generally I know the day before what I'm going to do and that morning period I definitely find is when I'm most productive um, so I'll power through the morning into lunchtime and then try and even have a later lunch because I find after that I sort of get up away from my desk and then I'm ready to talk to people again and and get um, back out there and in the afternoon I try and schedule tasks that don't require that really high level brain power so um, I put in some sort of data entry tasks or um, dealing with my emails I have an afternoon that I just deal with the emails um, make phone calls like you said schedule meetings um, but yeah that sort of morning mid-morning period is my prime time so I'm definitely trying to put my um, tasks that need my most attention into that space and and also um, acknowledging that you are more productive at certain times of the day so don't try and do all these tasks throughout the whole day because you're just not going to be efficient in doing them yeah I think I was this really weird um, student who never could cram or like panic panic in the evening I was like I just give up I I know that it's not going to work for me I'd rather get up at five in the morning and you know try and do it at that end of the day and I was just thinking about procrastination we said before about you know when there's something you really don't want to do have you heard of the the concept of eating the frog it's so bizarre um i think it was mark twain who said you know if you eat a, a frog first thing in the morning nothing worse will happen to you for the rest of the day um and i i, I believe the meaning behind what he was saying is sometimes there's those tasks that you'd really rather leave um, and when you're procrastinating about something or you, you're just putting it off for whatever reason that sometimes it's good to get that one out of the way first and you know and, and get that one ticked off because you really feel like you're making some progress um, is that something are you a, are you a procrastinator or is that something you find yourself doing yes I'm definitely guilty Yep, definitely guilty of procrastinating. Um, I think everyone this day and age are. Um, generally, I find my procrastination is when I'm a bit overwhelmed um, or I'm unsure of how I'm going to tackle this task. Um, so I sort of procrastinate on it. And so what do you do? Yeah, and so what do you do to to get past that so I try and do a bit of a reset um, like I said my to-do list I'll start writing that out um, and then if it's a big task I try and break it down into smaller tasks so then it feels more manageable to um, get through um, and then I'll also go out and talk to other people to see hey this is what I'm trying to deal with I'm really struggling do you guys have any ideas and then sometimes you you come up with the answer yourself just by saying it out loud when you're sitting there by yourself trying to work through something in your head or it's not working, you're getting frustrated. Sometimes get up, go talk to someone else and generally you'll find you'll have the answer yourself but it's just that talking it out loud and breaking it down that um, really helps me. I love that. That happens to me too and I you know, say to the other person, great talk, thanks for your help. <laughs> I've got it. I'm off. Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciated this. This is uh, excellent. Yeah. advice um, maybe to other people you said it right at the beginning you know planning in this industry is important but it can be really tricky um, I see a lot of transport businesses where 
I think they give up. They go, oh, it's too hard to plan anything. So I'll just, everything becomes responsive. I mean, what's the, what's the benefit though of having a plan? And because it sounds like that's, that's your way of working as well. You like to kind of know where you're headed and what you're trying to get done? Um, I think it helps a little bit with accountability. Having a plan in place, um, it also helps the people around you if they know what you're planning. So for me, of a Monday, I do payroll. That takes up pretty much my whole day. So I don't schedule meetings that day. People know that I'm not available um, in the mornings, in the afternoon, come help me, that's fine. Um, but that planning um, helps guide the people around you and helps guide yourself. Um, and also gives you room to see um, where tasks are taking up more time than what you think or where there's inefficiencies. Um, and it is really hard sometimes to plan. You can have a perfectly planned day, a perfectly planned schedule, um, and then you have one road bump beyond your control. Um, COVID's been a really good um, sort of example of this, of how many people Friday night you could set of, um, your whole fleet of trucks or have your plan of what you're going to do and you've done all the paperwork and manifests and all that sort of stuff and Saturday morning the government releases a um, new update and then all of a sudden you've got to be able to pivot and change with that um, but by already having that plan in place of what your actions were of what you're already planning on doing it's easier to pivot in that space as well I think. I think people you know the main thing to think of planning is a process rather than an end point you know it's it's something we're always doing and you just got to stay flexible right and accept that the plan is is a draft it's a living document but it's it's there as a tool to kind of help you out it's sort of like a loose guideline of what you're expecting to happen and then you've got to be able to pivot with that um it's not set in stone it's up in the air it's sort of like a save the date that it could possibly go ahead um, but it's not always set in stone either yeah I think it would be awesome to see the industry celebrate you know good planning a bit more because often we we reward the heroes that come in when things have gone wrong or there's been a you know something we have to react to oh yeah you've saved the day now how about we give a bit more kudos to those that actually you didn't have any of those situations because you planned ahead and you know you you understood what was going on you had contingencies or you had a, a backup plan wouldn't that be great yeah um we definitely have those clients or staff and they're sort of almost like a set and forget that they are so organized and they know what they're doing they're able to pivot and problem solve that they don't get that attention that they sort of deserve that you sort of oversee them because you're over here dealing with other issues um and i think you're definitely right it's sometimes um, the quiet achievers that need the most acknowledgement because they're just working away every day, accomplishing their tasks, doing it well, um, and yeah, you forget to celebrate them, definitely. That's a great idea, you know, for time management of, of your customers. Um, how, how could we help them with that? Um, is there any, anything that, you know, an operator can do if they find that their customers are really disorganised? Or... Um, I think informing them of what you need from them to, for you to be able to work efficiently. Um, sometimes you find the people that are a bit all over the place um, don't actually know what you're requiring. So they might have that information sitting there for weeks and weeks and end and think, oh, no, that's not of importance because it's not of importance to them. Um, and really communicating those key points that allow you to plan and do your job well. Um, again, I think like most things, it's a communication thing, um, something that everyone can always, communication skills are always there for roof, room for improvement. Um, but yeah, communicating to them what you need from them to be able to do your task and then asking them why 
why aren't you getting that information to me in a timely manner what is happening so then you can also understand from their side of things a lot of the times we think oh they're just not giving us that information well no there's a few other roadblocks that they're dealing with and once you understand that you're like oh cool sweet well we can work with that um, so it's like that two-way communication of them understanding your needs and you understanding their needs and what they're dealing with as well mm, great tip you know he can solve a lot of problems I guess if you ask hey what's the roadblocks how can I help you um, and really build some good trust in, in that relationship by doing that. I think that's fantastic. And that's a, that's a skill that it's like stepping away from that day-to-day um, operational stuff and looking at a, an overview. We all get bogged down in our day-to-day roles. Um, we're, we're guilty of it. Um, and you forget to check in with people to see um, how they're going and what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, just taking that time. Hey, I think... Um, we might wrap it up there because I think there's been some brilliant tips um, in what you've shared and I might have a go at maybe recapping on some of those key things, insights that I've heard and please feel free to add, jump in. But I loved your point about um, using some tools. So using those to-do lists, keeping a clear desk, you know, um, helping yourself be organized and able to be more effective with your time. Um, I love the point about planning your time and knowing when it is that you're going to be effective, you know, using your morning in one way or your afternoon in another, but then also having to be flexible and, and realizing that the plan is there as, I think you said, as a guide and it may be that you have to flex that and um, change it around. And then the, the point that you covered at the beginning around the difference between urgent and important. And when you can get some of those really important tasks ticked off, you're helping out others in your in your team, you know, you're you're getting maybe your customers or your staff the information that they need to do their job. I thought that was a really good point. I think also not to be too hard on yourself as well. Like every, I'm guilty of it, everyone's guilty of it, that you're really hard on yourself, that you should be more efficient. Um, sometimes you're gonna have really productive days and you're gonna achieve a lot. Other days you're not gonna be so productive, not gonna feel like you've achieved a lot, but that's okay, tomorrow's a new day and let's start again. Oh, brilliant advice. I love that um, you know you, you said at the beginning you're not a time management master. You know I think that's a great title, something we can all uh, aspire to. But as you said, it takes practice, right? It just takes practice. Yeah, a skill that can always be improved. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again for listening to NTI Spotlight. For insurance brokers looking to generate a CPD certificate for this episode, please visit partner.nti.com.au forward slash time management podcast. That URL again is partner.nti.com.au forward slash time management podcast.